With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, 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 hello. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Um, If you're hearing my voice, that means that I'm currently on the road. Um, so I don't know if you guys, I've told you a little bit, uh, last week, we are getting ready, uh, right now in production of the new YouTube show. Last year it was Sims and Left Go, the show where we had one every week and it was sort of breaking down what was going on in the NFL and doing a bunch of skits and all that stuff. This year it's a lot more in depth, a little bit less episodes, but a lot more fun with athletes. I'm not going to get into it all right now. They're going to have me do like a full promotional tour to promote it. But right now I'm on the road uh, doing two different shoots with two different players. So um, all the interviews that I did last week at Lake Tahoe, we have them for moments like this. Uh, But I cannot wait for you guys to uh, see the show because it's going to be really, really fun. It's taking stuff in the NFL to a whole new left go level. So today's episode, though, is going to be Travis Kelsey and Rob Riggle. Travis Kelsey, star Pro bowler, all-timer uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, expecting a big year out of him, my buddy, my pal. And Rob Riggle, the comedian that does a lot of stuff with Fox NFL. I'm seeing him on ESPN right now. He's a huge Kansas City Chiefs fan and a really, really good time. Uh, but first, we had Kelsey, who kind of came over and... Um, look, I've kind of developed a friendship with Travis over the years, just covering him. And what happens a lot of times is you meet an athlete... And you can either connect in a professional way uh, and it can remain that way or you kind of get done a conversation. You're like, man, I kind of fuck with you. And that's kind of where I am with Travis right now. But uh, Travis is truly one of the good guys in the NFL. He uh, did that whole thing where he went to someone's wedding for the NFL. He is always down to have a good time. And I truly think that Travis is going to have a really big career when his when his playing career is over. He's smart. He is quick. He's fun. Funny. Um, actually, this Friday night, I'm going to be hosting his uh, fashion show out there in Cleveland. He's got a new fashion line called True Colors with a K. Um, that's like kind of a b- bunch of different wear. But Travis has a lot of a different interests. And, and we talk about this a lot of times on the show, talking about these athletes. A lot of times they get pigeonholed as uh, you only can talk about sports. And for a lot of these guys, they want to do a lot more than sports. And you'll kind of see this in the interview with Travis. He's a smart guy. He's funny. I've, I've complimented him too much. You know what? Fuck Travis. I'm only kidding. Uh, but here is a nice little conversation with Travis Kelsey about the Chiefs, the first time that he started realizing that Patrick Mahomes was crazy, and just other stuff going on in the NFL. Here's me and TK. But we are here at the Tahoe Golf Course. It's so loud, I've lost my voice. We are all awaiting Tiger Woods and Travis <laughs> Tiger, Kelsey. Tiger Woods is there. Tiger Woods is coming oh, here. 
I've been fantastic. wanting to whisper all day, but like nobody's really been here. Yeah, no, no, and uh, they're they're yelling just about every all day, every day. Right? You've gotten a lot of yells out here. By the way, yeah. this is Travis Kelsey. Uh, I'm not mad at it. I've been judging people their fame by the level of. I love. You say it back. Say it back. Say I love oh, you. What, too. babe? Oh yeah, I love. Uh, yeah. I love. Uh, I feel like the last few weeks with you has been a beautiful, like sandstorm. The M- MLB All-Star Game is in your hometown. That was nuts, man. You're hanging out with Drew Carey and Machine Drew. Gun Kelly. Price is right, baby. Dude. MGK. Kenny Lofton, man. What a guy. Jim Tomey. I saw you at the Ken Griffey Jr. I was like, I was like eight years old all over on? again. Yeah, you had to. You had to I'm, just, I'm just a kid playing Ken Griffey Jr. baseball on N64. That's all I am. You are. You have been able to maintain who you are better than a lot of people I've seen. I appreciate and you that, are, you are genuinely like a grown ass kid. Like I see you do like the the weddings <laughs> yeah. and all that shit. But I knew you grew up a Cleveland guy. For sure. So yeah. to be able to play in the Cleveland Indian Stadium. Oh, that was nuts, man! With the Hall of Fame Indians guys, like yes, Jomi, Tommy, Jomi. I don't. I keep. I keep saying Jomi. Tim Jomi. <laughs> And I'm he just screwing the it up. And, I and, I, and I'm talking, yeah, I love, I mean, I grew up watching Jim Tony my entire life. Yes. I keep botching every time I say it. It's okay. I love him, man. Yeah. I got my, uh, the jersey I wore, I got it signed. He put Hall of Fame 2018. Wow. Putting it up what, high on the Are there wall. people that remind you that this is fucking crazy or do you, it just hit you? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm still a little kid when it yeah. comes to stuff like that. Even being up here and meeting a lot of the old timers, man, it just, uh, it brings you back to like, how much you really love to do what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then seeing little kids and how you used to look up to, or how I still look at guys like Jerome Bettis and Charles Woodson. Oh, man. You know what I mean? How I'm looking at those guys and Barkley and all them. Like, seeing those guys, little kids, scream my name like that, I mean, that just, that makes life complete, brother. It's awesome. Full circle, man. Man, Full circle. we had a good time with Barkley. How about that? Dude. It's in the final four. You can just add it to the list, man. Sandstorm it. Sand- beautiful sandstorm. Don't take my bullshit phrase and make it to... Okay, sandstorm. It was. It was but beautiful. Barkley is what, like, he's in my top three guys I'd like to have a drink with. And we made that happen. And it happened. Not only did we make it happen, we talked about white basketball players. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. He, <laughs> gave, me, he gave me a thumbs down on Bobby Sir, and I've, I love Bobby That was a little Bobby disappointing. Sir. That hurt me. Bobby me. Sura played with what other two NBA players at Florida State? Go ahead. I have one no idea. Play, one won the Heisman and then played for the Knicks. Charlie Ward and Sam Cassell. Get out of town. Those were the three guards at Florida State. I did not know Cassell went to Florida State. Bobby Sura, is that old? Yes. Cam, so Cam Sakel? Yeah. Is that old? I keep doing it. Is that it, your man. new thing? Just I keep doing it. I'm screwing it up. Every, that's everybody's why Travis name. had a problem with the playbook early on, is that he was like, <laughs> I'm going to go left and then right. Um, fucking Kansas City Chiefs, bro. It's feeling like a big time. Like, I feel like you're hitting the stride as Patty's like, making the run right now. Like, you get Frank Clark in there. Like, it just feels good, dude. Frank's a dude, man. That, he, is a, he is an absolute beast. And when we played him, it was like, all right, yeah, but we only got one week of that. I've been just watching him go to work and practice, and that dude. You were probably trying to chip him a little after. bit, too. Yeah, no, I, I really didn't want anything to do with him, but he, he's, he's a beast, man. Just to, I just appreciate how hard he works. You know, that's, that's going to change the whole, like, kind of mindset of the defense of, like, you know what, we got some shit we got to do. No doubt. 
Uh, I do a thing. I make fun of, like, media stories during the summer, and I call it, whoa, big off-season, because usually it's like, Travis Kelsey was seen doing extra sit-ups after practice. Yeah, And then people are like, oh, crap. But one of my woes is you and Pat have been hanging out a lot this summer, and people are going to me, and their connection must be really strong. But right. I can say this for a fact. You guys are actually boys. Yeah, for sure. And not every quarterback-tight end combination is like that. No, no, we've been pretty f- fortunate to have a good understanding of, you know, just where we are. I mean, Pat's a locker room guy. He grew up around the locker room. Yeah. He pops playing ball and all. And um, he can relate to everyone. I feel like just growing up where I grew up, I, I have that same understanding of being able to relate to everyone and just appreciating the uh, the opportunity to be where we are in life. So Pat we've, said we've to been me, able Pat, to goes, Pat goes, I know what it's, how special it is to have a tight end like that. And I'm like, dude, you're 23. How do you even comprehend that right now? Far beyond his years, man. Yeah. So there were so many stories that came out the year that he was behind Alex about him in practice. Oh, yeah. Were there any throws that come to mind like that are like very visible in your mind? About? He, would just, he would play around with the defense. I mean, when you're on scout team, it's almost kind of like a – like a jack-off session. You're just out there just jacking. I mean, yeah, you got to give the look and everything. But if yeah. you're a QB, like, once, once, that's just you're out there playing around, like yard ball. And sure enough, that dude, I mean, just he would be rolling out right, throw it all the way to the opposite sideline, you know, 80-yard throws on the run. There was, a, there, was, there was a lot of unbelievable plays. I mean, the guys on defense <laughs> the whole time were like, man, I don't understand why we don't have this dude in here. And then Alex is thrown for four thousand like yards. His best and, yeah, exactly. Of his career went out and got paid. So I mean, it, there was a, it was an understanding that Coach Coach Reed kind of understood what he had sitting in the holster, but he wanted to give Alex another shot because I think I mean, heck, I still want to win one for Alex. That's my guy too. But uh, I mean, since since Pat got to Kansas City, I think he was ready. Um, his confidence is just through the roof, man. It's hard to match that at such a young age, man. If we let him on Cork One on a crow hop. How far do you think he could do it? I don't know if he's a big crow hop guy, man. With the baseball kinda, background? That's what I'm saying. I don't know if oh, I've you seen think he him. Could just, I think he's just he's just into. He's more of a pitcher, so I don't know if they're really. I don't know if they're so crow they're what, hopping 90, off the mound. Ninety, hundred. The mound. Um, I would say nineties. Nineties far, bro. Up here in up in, here yeah. in the Alps, the Rockies. <laughs> John Denver was full shit. Yeah. Up here in this uh, high altitude, I think you could probably get 85, close to 90. My high is 49. How far do you think you could throw it? 70 for sure. Really? Yeah, I can huck it. I can huck it. We might have to put this to the test. Let's throw it over those mountains. <laughs> I was actually up there the other day. It's a beautiful sight to see up there. Man, you've been getting around, man, enjoying your off season. Yeah, don't tell anybody. I would like to start a campaign of making Travis Kelsey the highest-paid player in the NFL. I mean, uh, I would I'll like represent to, the league in the right way, I promise you. You're going to people's weddings. Huh? You're, you're giving your time to kids. You're, I mean, I've seen you sign 400 autographs today. You, you signed that one baby. That was incredible. Man. Where when you carried my hip pocket? I didn't even when see When you me. carried that kid in the wheelchair up the four flights. Well... How else was you? Gonna, I mean, it's just I know. it's just being a good Samaritan. And honestly, I, I relate to a lot of people. I, I'm a people person. That's why I'm, I'm kind of like when someone comes up to me, they're real nervous. I try and break the ice. You know what I mean? Like give them a nice ball tap or 
don't know. Give him like, what's that? What's that? Just, just give him a little flick. That's that. my because yeah, you're you're one. also a dad joking. All right, you've given me enough time. I appreciate. <laughs> um, you know what? Can I ask you a serious question? Yeah, for sure. Thirty-three percent. The listeners of this show. Uh, I want to give them because when Sims left. I gave his 33% ownership to the fans. Okay. Because, you know, That's when nice. Sims was gone, I was like, peace, bro. Uh, <laughs> fucking get the fuck out of here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Simsy. Um, he gave me a fucking terrible fucking read on one of these holes over here. Really? Yeah, it's he just that dude doesn't know how to golf? Yeah, I don't even know why I asked. But a lot of these guys, they're, they're either going through shit in their own lives or they're trying to kind of, like, make the best out of it and stuff. And you're someone that can kind of keep yourself driven. You and your brother, I think, both kind of live by that a lot. What would just be life advice that you'd give the homies out there? That's good stuff, man. You know what? I go, I go by a quote, and I, say, I kind of try and remind myself of this whenever I'm striving for something, anything in life really is. Uh, it's not how you achieve success. It's not how you achieve your dreams. It's how you lead your life. If you lead your life in the right directions um, and make the right decisions at the right times, uh, your dreams will simply come to you, folks. Mm. Mm. Shout to savor that shit. The last lecture at Carnegie Mellon. Wow. Travis Kelsey, everybody. An absolute legend. Travis Kelsey, always the man. All right, next up, Rob Riggle. So let me actually tell you how all these interviews happened. The American Century Championships is this golf tournament uh, in Lake Tahoe. I had never been to Lake Tahoe. This place is freaking incredible. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you saw the mountains behind us and the lakes. It's unreal. Me and Travis actually went on the lakes later that day, and I got to drive the boat, which if you're any of my family or friends that have seen me drive a car, I purposely did not tell them that I'm not a great driver, but they thought I was a great boat driver and uh, very proud of my boat driving skills. But this place is incredible. Um, Travis actually, on one of the nights, they had this event where there was a karaoke. So Charles Woodson goes up and sings Prince. Alfonso Ribeiro, the guy that did... Uh, Carlton and Fresh Prince. He went up there and was rapping. Jeremy Roenick was rapping. And Travis went up there and him and his girl Kayla, they won first place, which was really, really, it's a cool event. Like, Man, Aaron Rodgers is golfing with Steph Curry, and they're golfing with Justin Timberlake, and it's they're having fun at night. It's a really quiet, secluded area. It is hard as hell to get to Lake Tahoe. We had to fly to Salt Lake City and then to Reno and then drive an hour to Tahoe, and I think that's part of the reason why it's still kept so beautiful. And our makeup artist, her name was Eden, we started to realize, like, you got to go over and hustle to get these interviews. And... Ingber went over to get Jerry Rice, and it was an all-time moment, and he's not here to defend himself. But he went over, and he's like, hey, can I get an interview? And Jerry Rice just kept walking. So me and Eden kind of had the plan where she would go up and go, the tournament has asked for you to interview with Adam Lefko. And then they would kind of come over like she was snagging people. And one of the guys that she kind of snagged was Rob Riggle, who I think, and you'll hear me ask him this question, has a very hard job on that Fox NFL pregame show because he's got to do like two minutes of comedy every week and predictions, and he's somehow able to get it done. But the thing I always like about Riggle is he's the everyman, served in the military, uh, went into stand-up comedy, just loves sports, and, you know, his whole vibe of in the face it's he's a good dude so i really enjoyed the conversation with him i hope you guys do too and please 
slide into his mentions, as always. Same thing with Travis, too. Hit him up on Twitter. DM him on Instagram. Let him know that you really liked him coming on the Lefko show and that the 33% appreciates them. Hopefully they understand what that means. But, again, the more you guys hit these guys up, the easier it is to get them to come back on again. And the momentum of the 33% right now is awesome. It really is. In fact, after this interview with Rob Riggle, let's let's talk a little bit about Fantasy League and then also gambling for the season. So here's Rob Riggle, and then afterwards, a little news on the 33%. You got that good arm tan right now? I was, yeah, I was just I'm down very the, jealous. the Bahamas. Were you really? Yeah. Were you golfing there, too? Week. I was shooting Shark Week down there. You're doing Shark Week, Rob? I'm hosting Shark Week this year. Stop it. Go on, watch it. Yeah. Come on. Did you? Were you a Shark Week watch? By the way, this is Rob Riggle. Yeah. Uh, I hosted it last year with Shaq, and they asked me to come back and do it again this year. But they didn't ask Shaq? They didn't ask Shaq, uh, ah. but they asked me, and I said yes, and I brought Adam Devine, Joel McHale, Damon Wayne Jr., awesome. and Anthony Anderson with me, and we had a, just an awesome time, but it was really cool. We were diving with sharks. We had like 20 sharks around us at once. That was like 30 feet down. It was great. Damn. I think you have one of the hardest jobs in sports TV, which is the <laughs> Sunday Fox NFL comedy section. I don't know argue how, with you. I don't know how you guys turn that so quickly. Like, can you share with everybody how that actually gets made? Because we've watched it for decades. I have a great group uh, of guys. Bennett Weber, who's a great comedy writer, okay. uh, and Chris Peasy, um, and myself. And we go to work every week. And the thing is, it's what makes it so hard, it's such a narrow lane Dude. with which to do comedy. It's It's got to be a two-minute bit. I've got to yep. make my picks. It can't be, it has to be G-rated, um, and it can't upset the NFL. And it has to be football-centric, so I can't, like, go do some sketch about right. Trump or something. It's got to be football-centric. So it's a narrow lane Dude. to do, and then we go into the playoffs. So you're talking about 18, 19 weeks of that in a row. Yeah. Um, you're doing musicals, you're doing yeah. songs, you're doing raps. Like I said, we got, I got a great team, uh, and we, we work, we, you know, we love it. We love That's doing awesome. it. So we, we do a great job. Oh, well, you're very kind. Thanks. Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. Let's talk about it. Let's get excited. I tried to convince my audience. Right now, it's Aaron Rodgers is the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Okay. I petitioned that we just make the switch already to Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> the greatest quarterback we've ever seen. Um, is that crazy? I don't think it's crazy, but just from like an athletic ability. Just, I want him to have. I want him to have what New England had, which is that longevity. You know, that Brady run where he went to nine friggin' Super Bowls and he's still not done. No. You know, like, I want that kind of run. I think everybody everybody does. And Mahomes, though, if he stays healthy and we build around him, we we could have... Would you take a bullet for Patrick Mahomes right now? In the arm or leg. If I told you it wasn't fatal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I think I would. (laughs) Mainly because... I would do it for Kansas City. For the city. Yeah, for the city. We deserve it. We, yeah. You know, I'd like, I'd like the Super Bowl in my lifetime. I love Mahomes is a great guy. Kelsey's here. Another great guy. Love him. By the way, Mahomes and Kelsey came. I do a charity event in Kansas City. Yeah. And they both came. To the softball game. Well, yeah. And it, but yeah. It's, a, it's a whole weekend. Sure. Um, and they came and supported and were just so awesome to do that. They, they really do uh, care about Kansas City. So that's another reason, like, the city is really embracing them. And as long as you give Mahomes a Coors Light, he's happy. I mean, that's most that's guys. Yeah, that's uh, and I couldn't agree more. So, do you do a good Patrick Mahomes impersonation? Because <laughs> that is the voice of the NFL right now. It is. I'm Patrick Mahomes. It, it, uh, um, I can't do it. It's it's a Kermit, which everybody should be. 
Hi, folks. How about that? It's, it's just, Kermit, but also swallowing a burp at the same time. Yeah, so it's like, oh, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Rainbow yeah. Connection. Um, what is it like? I'm an Eagles fan. And so I got the payoff of the years of everyone make saying, you don't have a Super Bowl. Yep. How would you celebrate, do you think? And do you think you'd get it invited onto a float? Which is like the big honor. I don't know. Possibly. I think you're. I think if you're friends with Mahomes and Kelsey, and you represent Kansas City, if I were you, I would expect to get invited onto the float. I never expect anything, but if I did, I'd be thrilled because uh, that would be, uh, you know, that would be amazing. I would have no business being on the float, other than just being a super fan. <laughs> so I'd be doing it for all the fans that couldn't get on the yeah, float. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, Chris Peasy, the guy I mentioned sure. earlier, he's an Eagles fan. So I've, I've felt like I've been with him on awesome. his journey. And so when they won, I was at that Super Bowl. And it was up in Minnesota. It was amazing. It yes. was one of the great Super Bowls of all time. And uh, I, I, I felt very happy for him because I know he's, he's wanted it and the city wanted it so badly. Who are, I know you, Ant-Man. Uh, there's others. Uh, who are the yeah, big Jen, Kansas City fans? Uh, um, it's, um, sorry. Paul Rudd, yep. Jason Sudeikis, Eric Stone Street, Dave Keckner, and myself. It's a hell of a five. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, Heidi Gardner, who's on SNL right now. She's a Kansas City gal, <laughs> and we got a lot of we got there was something in the water in Kansas City because turned out a, a lot of uh, a lot of funny people. Is there a nickname for that crew? N- I don't know. No, not ri- not yet. I can't. And I also like, the cardinal sin. You can't nickname yourself. True. You know, like, I'll come up with one. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm not gonna go with that. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of want to end with this. I like to also give my listeners something because I have a lot of people that reach out for it, like life advice and stuff. Sure. And a lot of people have paths they want to emulate. Your path, serving in the military, serving this country, coming up, doing comedy, and kind of this beautiful career that's blossomed. You've been able to pivot halfway through. And a lot of people want to fucking pivot. They just, they don't know or it scares them yeah. too much. How do you give confidence to people that want to pivot? You, you, you just said it perfectly. Uh, there is a desire. People have a desire to do more than one thing or to pivot yeah. or to try something new. But their fear trumps their desire. And until your desire trumps your fear, you're going to be frozen and you're not going to do anything. Mm. And so your desire has to overcome your fear. And that means... Stepping out into an uncomfortable place, you know, going from the Marines to, to comedy. You know, yeah. get, I was more scared on stage than I was in Afghanistan. Wow. Um, because it's t- it's a different kind of vulnerability. It's a different kind of exposure. I was going to ask if you had that fear. So, like, oh, yeah. you went up that first time and it, it was, was the worst. I, my adrenaline was going so hard that I could feel my neck pulsing and it was like a car wreck. I don't. I barely remember the first set I ever Damn. did. Thank God they videotaped it. <laughs> and they gave me the videotape and I went home and watched it and I was like, no, it wasn't that bad because the way I remembered it, I was like, this sucks. I'm out of here. Four seconds feels like four oh, minutes. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. And so, uh, but it, that's the only way anybody's ever going to take any action on anything. You when have did to the fear be, go away for you? Oh, it, it took a long time. It took a long time. And, you know, you, you, you don't have to go wholesale. You don't have to quit your job and go do something right. else. You know, I had a day job. I, you know, sometimes you just have to have two jobs. Mm. You know, that's just the what way it is. What was the day job? A Marine Corps. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay. I was doing Marine. That's a hell of a day yeah. job. Yeah, but I was doing Marine Corps. And then at night, on my own time, I was going out and doing comedy. And then, and then I, I built I heard, that up. I heard you say this for one time. You had a stand-up opportunity, and you were like, listen, I'm going. I do not care. I'm getting off the base today, and I'm going to go. And sometimes it takes 
kind of like powering through like that. Um, yeah, yeah. But that's the only way people ever, uh, ever make the move is when they finally decide it's more important to risk failure. That's the thing. Nobody wants to fail. Nobody wants to be embarrassed. Nobody yeah. wants to be vulnerable. Nobody wants to be judged. But all of those things are going to happen if you if you step out. If you put yourself in the arena, you're going to get the shit kicked out of you. Oh, sorry. No, you're allowed to fucking curse. <laughs> shit, balls, ass. It's okay. You're the man. Congratulations hey, awesome, on everything. Buddy. Thanks. 33% support this man. Tweet at him. <laughs> Fill up his mentions. Rob Riggle. Thank Appreciate you. you dude. Appreciate it, dude. All right, thanks again to Rob Riggle, who's really just a good guy. Hit him up on Twitter, at Rob Riggle, R-I-G-G-L-E. The two questions that I'm getting from a lot of you guys right now are, are you still doing the Fantasy League? And also, what are we going to do with the gambling show this year? So, we are not ready to fully announce, but I do have... We do have some offers right now that we're hoping to get some very cool co-hosts for during the season. Some Monday, Wednesday NFL stuff, Thursday gambling stuff. We're not in a position right now. It hasn't the dot the line hasn't been signed, the T's have not been crossed, the I's have not been dotted, but I will announce it. It will be awesome because I got I cannot do an NFL show during the season by myself. Let's be very honest. But in terms of those two things, the fantasy and also um, the gambling show, I kind of want some of your input. What did we like about the fantasy league last year? Shout out to Meatloaf Henry for running that and making it possible. Um, do we want to do it on Yahoo? Do we still want to do it on ESPN? Uh, do we not like some of the scoring? We had almost 400 people. I want to do it again. I think it's really, really fun. Um, it'll just be me drafting. Maybe we'll get Ingber in it, too. Uh, and then we'll figure out the co-host, too. But when do we want to have the draft? I'm going to hit up Meatloaf Henry and see if he wants to do it again. If not, I might need one of you guys to run it. I loved how we had some videos during the year. It's Fantasy is a commitment, so I appreciate that. But we are definitely, definitely, definitely going to do the Lefko Show Fantasy League. May just call it the LFS, Lefko Fan. Oh, that doesn't make sense. LFL, Lefko Fantasy League. Uh I actually want to call it something about the 33%. So it might be the 3-3-FL, the 33% Fantasy League, um, which I think would be really cool. Um, and then in terms of the gambling show, I don't have Sims to battle this year. So again, I'm, I'm hoping to have somebody on here for the gambling show, but I also want you guys to be involved during the season for that show that comes out on Fridays. And I kind of want to compete with you guys. So I do not know the best way to do that. The fantasy league, it's easy. We sign up for a fantasy league. They're scoring. One guy kind of oversees the whole league. It makes sense. But if you guys have any ideas on how to keep track of a big doc or something like that where everyone makes their predictions, or if there is an app or a website that, like, I'm, it's not like a pick them because we have to also allocate money. Uh, like, cause I, I want it to be like what you guys saw us do where it's like, I want to bet 500 on this game and 200 on that game. I still think I want to do that. So if you guys have any ideas, hit me up, slide into the Instagram DMs at Adam Lefko, L E F K O E. 
man, no man, and and kind of shoot me the ideas. And I, I want to bet against you guys. I want to be the only show where I'm competing with my listeners, the 33%, to see. I, I would love if I lost. Like if 400 of you beat me and could bet on games better than me, which I'm sure you can, I would love that. I don't know if I'm doing Lefko Locks this year. Uh, if I'm not doing it officially with Bleach Report, I'll do it with the podcast account. We'll do it with the Instagram. It'll be great. But hit me up. I always want to improve this so that it's more and more fun and easier to do. 33%. Oh, I'm not getting emotional. I just can't talk. I appreciate you with all my heart. I cannot wait to announce the show uh, and what it's going to be called and all the cool elements that are going to be a part of it. I cannot wait to announce the co-hosts that we're going to have for during the season. It's going to be great. And I really think you're going to like more and more of these interviews. I mean, shoot. We're going to have Vince Carter coming up on an episode. Got him out there. Who knew Vince Carter was a huge Tampa Bay Bucks fan? I did. We're going to get into it. So 33%, you are the shit. Uh, Matt, if you want to hit that music back there so we can wrap this bad boy up. I'm on the road recuperating my voice and getting ready to make some awesome content for you. The 33%. I love you. I am the L-E-F-K-O-E man. And we will holla, holla, holla at you another time. Be good, guys.